The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Productions, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tarano. Uh, good evening and welcome back to Streetwise. Uh, a little politics uh, this evening. And uh, my guest is a uh, president of the Elmont Chamber of Commerce. Uh, wholesale business over 40 years. Uh, I spoke to him a little bit uh, before we come on the air. He's uh, definitely a people person. And I'm going to tell you why. When you own a bakery and a family bakery from generation to generation, you have to know how to deal with people. Middle America, I call those uh, people like that, uh, blue-collar workers in middle America, uh, people that you can relate to for real, not phonies, you know. Uh, and um, it's, he's running for, I don't know why. Uh, now he's going, he's going to get into a business, hopefully, because uh, I, I think we could use him. He's running for um, third legislative district uh, in Nassau County. I want to welcome to Streetwise, Paul Sapienza. Paul, welcome to Streetwise. Thank you, Lou. Thanks very much. Okay. Saying that, you've always been wholesale business and deal with people and uh, – Chamber of Commerce, obviously you deal with all the politicians throughout the years. You know many of them here in, on the county. Sure. Uh, and you know what it's all about, uh, you know. And you, you, look, what can I tell you? Why do you, why would you want to get into that that business? So that, the different completely business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great question. And, of course, I've asked myself the same thing uh, over the last few, uh, several months, over right. six months now. Um, I never ever wanted to get involved in politics, and I never thought I would. Um, but as you said, I've known uh, a lot of the politicians in uh, in my area for many years. Over 30 years, I've been active in the Chamber of Commerce, mm. and uh, I've, I've watched a lot of them grow up, so to speak, in yeah. in that business. And um, and I saw a lot of changes taking place in Elmont, and I and I saw some things happening that I wasn't too happy about. And I thought that maybe uh, that I would be able to to make things better and improve. Them. The well, you, you mentioned Elma. Of course, now if you a third uh, legislative district uh, covers uh, a wide area. To talk about what the I, uh, although I'm familiar with the area, third mm-hmm. legislative district covers. Uh, uh, what does it cover? In your words? Well, there are 19 legislative districts in Nassau County. Mm-hmm. So I my I represent a small portion of it. I, I represent one, which is the third district, as you said. Uh, it's South Floral Park. It's most of Elmont, North Valley Stream. Mm. Uh, Western Valley Stream and Inwood. So I kind of hug the Nassau-Queens border as you go down south. No, I think Lawrence and Woodmere. Is that part of it? Very too? small parts small of Lawrence, parts and, of Lawrence yes. and Woodmere. That's so correct. you have its... Uh, yeah, it's hard. The geography is kind of a little confusing there, yeah. I, I, w- I would think. It is. Right? Yep. yep. Uh, okay. Now... What could you bring to the table? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, aside besides cannoli, aside cannolis. Well, I I really feel that I bring a lot to the table. Um, right. I have an accounting degree uh, from St. John's University. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm minored in economics. Uh, as a businessman for all these years, I, I have an understanding of budgets and surpluses, and don't want to hear the word deficit. Right. Uh, and I I want to bring that to government. And I know that it's very difficult 
to run government like a business. I don't think it should run exactly like a business, but I think it should run in large part like a business. Right. And uh, and that's one of the things I bring. Uh, the other thing that I do besides the retail store uh, that I've been uh, that I took over from my parents in 1973, mm-hmm. uh, 44 years when people come in and, and they buy things from you, I also was out selling for most of those 44 years. Uh, we had a large wholesale business where we sold Italian specialties like cannoli shells and spigliatelle and things mm-hmm. like that to uh, all the major supermarket chains uh, and about 150 mom and pop shops throughout Long Island mm-hmm. uh, through the years. Um, so during those over 40 years uh, of, of, of relationships with people, uh, that's one of the, the other things that I bring to the table. As a salesperson, I'm, I'm problem-solving oriented. So if a constituent calls me with a problem, to me that's like I have something I have to act on immediately, just like I would a sales call. And uh, and the other thing is, is the 40 years of, of relationships that I've built with people. Uh, I know how to do that. I know how to work with people. And I've worked with people on both sides of the aisle in the past. Right, both sides of the aisle. I mean, you're actually, you're the uh, Republican candidate. I am, yes. Right, running Re- against the incumbent. And I have to talk about him a little bit. And I have a problem with his name. I have a problem with him. Uh, Coria Solage, um, something in there. That's, right? that's, that's good. Yes, and he is the uh, the incumbent that you're running against, right? Uh, folks, here's my problem with this uh, Coria Solage. Usually I offer equal time to the candidate that's running against the other candidate. But I can't in this case, you know, and I'm going to tell you why. But it's not a secret, you know. It's been, it's been on the... News 12, it's been in the uh, Newsday. Uh, Corey Salagis was recently arrested, yes, yes, arrested, for domestic violence. Uh, he's accused of assaulting his girlfriend. I think it's a living girlfriend. And doing that, her daughter, not his daughter, intervened. And she sustained some, uh, I guess, some injuries as well. So he's been arrested for domestic violence and endangering uh, the welfare of a child. So how can I have this guy sitting in front of me that uh, my uh, guest tonight is sitting who's running for his seat? So anyway, so that's why people want to call in and say, you know, how come you're not given equal time? That's the reason why. And I hope you understand that, you know, in this world, you know, how, how can somebody uh, – we can trust, you know, to be a lawmaker uh, who has this background. And uh, uh, do you want to touch on that yourself, Paul, on the the, uh, the incumbent, what I just said? You know? Well, domestic violence is a serious issue, and, and it definitely shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, and also, though, speaking of the laws of our country, we are all innocent until proven guilty. So uh, if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, I mean, that he's entitled to that. Um, there are videos and there are right. other things that you can look at maybe to help make up your mind. Right. No, see, you're a gentleman. So you have no problem if I were to do that. But see, the problem is I have a problem because uh, uh, as uh, with my background, people know I I could see, you know, hey, listen, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, acts like a duck, well, I have to tell you, you know, that's the old cliche. But uh, there were bruise, bruises on his fiancée throat I worked a lot of homicides that's an indication you don't have to be a detective to, to you know uh, it looks like he probably tried to choke her and bruises on her forearm those are called defense wounds but again 
you, you could realize that and put it together yourself. But you know, more than that, uh, Paul Sapienza, I think the argument, I shouldn't say I think, you know, it, it started as a result of, uh, drugs. Yeah, that's the allegation that someone, either her or him, they were arguing over where is my marijuana. So I, you know, I could never have a guy like that as uh, my guest, uh, you know, Paul. But I thank you for saying that everyone is innocent until proven guilty, and and that's what. Okay, uh, experience now. You're going to get involved in similar things. Like when I say involved, you're going to be asked to, you know, to sort of, uh, you know, your vote on certain crimes that are being committed mm-hmm. as you. you actually going to be a lawmaker, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So, you know, you dealing with people like you have been, knowing people, you know, it's a little different, you know. Uh, you have a couple of college degrees, so are you able to handle all the different issues that are out there now? We have an opiate, terrible thing going on in the county, in Long Island, and then we also have the MS-13 gang, right? We, you and I spoke about that before yep. we sat yep. where you're sitting now. Again, your thoughts on that? And there's two primary big concerns on Long Island at this time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I have no political experience. I mean, there's no uh, there's no hiding that, and there's no reason to hide it. Right. I, I bring to the table, though, uh, over 60 years of lifetime experience, mm-hmm. uh, and that that's what uh, what I what I you know I want to bring. Uh, I have a tremendous support team that can help me to learn about what I need to know. Right. Uh, I'm a quick learner. I uh, I am I am here to do my best, and I will do and I will learn everything that I have to in order to do that. Yeah, to be a manager, pretty much primarily, you you uh, uh, you're supposed to have skills in delegating people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I'm going to use Donald Trump as an example. He's trying to how he fired a lot of people, but that's his whole background. You're fired, you know. Yeah. We all we all joke about that, you know, and kid around about that. But uh, they say he had no political. Experience, but uh, you go all over the world. You see his name. I mean, so come on. People say he's the dummy. I laugh. They say he's the moron. I laugh. The guy's a multimillionaire. Look how successful he's been. So, and being uh, a manager myself and a city manager, which I was, exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know, bring in the right people, mm-hmm. choose the right people, and then I'm not going to tell you job. You sit down. You listen to them bring somebody else in, and then you, you know, you dissect or you add or delete whatever you think. As long as you wear that, you will become a good legislator. I hope so. Um, I've been in the bakery. I took over the bakery 44 years ago from my parents, and I really didn't start getting involved in things until about 30, 35 years Mm. ago. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce 30 years ago, uh, the Bakers Associations. I don't know if we talked about it, but I'm a past president of the Nassau-Suffolk Bakers Association. Right. Uh, past president of the New York State Bakers Association. Uh-huh. And uh, you were talking about a lot of meetings and, and a lot of uh, work that we do outside of our businesses. Right. Especially with the Chamber of Commerce and, and those bakery associations. So in the, in the first 10, 15 years, I really wasn't able to do that because uh, – it wasn't so much that I didn't know how to delegate, but uh, when you start out with only two people, three people working, you're right. you're part of the pair of hands that is making yeah. the stuff on the bench. Uh, so you can't just easily pick up and leave and go to uh, a meeting. Right. Uh, but through those years and through time, uh, I hired the right people to work with me as we grew, 
and I knew that uh, I could uh, leave them when I needed to go somewhere after a while. You put certain systems in place, and you put people in place to run those systems for you. They report back to you. Uh, It's not like I was totally hands-free, but it definitely gave me time to go out and get involved in my community, get involved in those various trade associations. Uh, It felt great to be able to give back, and it's also a tremendous source of knowledge. I mean, I learned so much from the the bakers in the Bakers Association. I learned a lot from the the other businessmen in the Chamber of Commerce. So you do have to give up some time, but you always seem to get something in return. Right. So, you know, obviously you were Mm hands-on, you know, and Mm -hmm. which is good. I can... uh, I can recall myself working for Rudy Giuliani. I'm uh, familiar with so many maids in New York, so my, I started working in the city at 19 years old. And I met, I guess, almost every mayor from that time to actually till the present time. So, uh, That's tremendous. Which, yeah. And, but he was hands-on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he did, besides being hands-on, he did choose in most cases and try to the right people. But, you know, as you go along, you'll find out. You might assume somebody's good, and then you find out, ah, we have an issue with them. And then as long as you know what to do with that person. It's a learning experience as you go along. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, meetings, your meetings you said, but you get along, and you mentioned both sides of the aisle, obviously, to people who politically knows what's going on. That means both parties. Mm-hmm. And I say both parties, there's more than two parties, but the two big parties, Republican and Democrats. Uh, That's in, right. In, in the county, you know, of course. Uh, aside from being the Republican candidate, do you have any other support from any of the other uh, parties? Yep, I'm also endorsed by the Conservative Party uh-huh. and the Independent Party. And the Independent. Yep. Oh, very good. Yep. So you got a couple of good lines there. Yep. Yes. Hmm. The, uh, wow. So that, that's, I didn't know that, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, that's true. So I, I thought I heard conservative. I didn't know the independent and uh, interesting. But, you know, uh, people might say, yeah, who is this guy? We never heard of him, right? So yeah. that is something. And you only have a uh, – how are you getting your name out there? You know, I know because I'm, up, you know, I'm a member of the press. Mm-hmm. But the average person, they might see the – the uh, incumbent and they know him, mm-hmm. right? So that would be your problem, even though I'm saying this, you know, uh, at this point, you're the better person. I'm saying this. So, but the average person who picks up the newspapers doesn't know your name, but knows his name. That's the advantage that he has from where I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. Well, again, your thoughts on that. Well, that is certainly a certain advantage. The incumbent always brings that yes. with him when he comes uh, into a, uh, to re- a re-election. Right. Uh, when he started out, he didn't have that. Uh, and I don't have that now either. Right. However, I do have um, 44 years in the community that people know my name. Uh, I've been very involved in the uh, business side of the community through the Chamber of Commerce. Mm. And unlike a lot of other uh, chambers of commerce, um, when I became president first in the late 90s, um, there was an atmosphere in town, and it might might have been pervasive in other parts of the county. I'm really not sure. But people would seem to think that if something was good for the business community, it was going to hurt the residential community. And if something was good Mm -hmm. for the residential community, that the business community would be opposed to that. And I never really understood that. And I always felt that if something is good for one, it's good for the other because it raises the community. It lifts us all up together. So I brought that to all of the civic associations. Back in the late 90s, uh, Elmont had a very strong civic community where almost every street in Elmont 
belonged in a civic association that had regular meetings. Mm. Uh, they had presidents. They had vice presidents. They had people, you know, boards of trustees. They actually even had uh, a coalition of all the cha- of all of the uh, civics right. uh, to to work together. Um, and uh, I, I made it a point as president back then, and I still do it uh, recently now, to go to all of the civic association meetings that I could to reach out to them, to let them know that I want to work together with them and that, you know, whatever is good for them is good for us and vice versa. Right. You know, we uh, I had mentioned many years ago that uh, the issues the issues of crime that we're having that in the city, which I've seen, is going to sort of come out here in Nassau, and it has been, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And Valley Stream... As, uh, you know, the, the, the Great Mall there in uh, Valley Street. Green Acres. Green Acres Mall is not what Green Acres Mall used to be, you know, which we know. Mm-hmm. I think, in fact, they even had to close the theater there in Green Acres because of, how you, you know, besides from the actually carjackings there, uh, robberies, purse snatching. I mean, uh, I mean, what can we do? You know, I'm asking you, are you going to, are you going to be a lawmaker? How can you know, we could look if the law enforcement's having a tough time? So I don't expect one legislator to, to solve that issue. But what input could you have in sort of minimizing those issues, not only in the Valley Stream, Green Acres, but in, through the third congressional district, which also affects Nassau County? Sure, absolutely. Um, what was happening at Green Acres wasn't an isolated incident. I think crime was on the rise mm-hmm. everywhere at that time. Uh, I know that they did have some shootings at the theater, and that right. was, that was a, a major issue. Um, I don't know how much of the violence is gang-related and how much is not, uh, but I do know that MS-13 might be new to our consciousness now over mm-hmm. the last few years, but gangs are not new, and they have been around, and they are still around, even even with MS-13. Uh, other gangs, I mean. And um, it, it's something that it needs to be taken care of. Uh, I don't know if there's a quick fix. I don't know if there are any immediate solutions. Mm. But I do know that getting uh, help from the state and help from the federal government, uh, the FBI or whoever it might be, is uh, very valuable to our police force. And the other thing that I think is very important is that we need to keep the Nassau County Police Department strong uh, mm. I know that there's some talk about eliminating overtime or this and that to, right. to help the budget. Um, but what I think we need to do is put more cops on the, mm. on the force, not necessarily more overtime, but more police in more places at more times. And I think if we do that, they know what they they know their work, they know what they have to do, and I think that would be a tremendous help. All right, okay. That's uh, we always need more cops. You know, not being prejudiced until until crime goes away. Right. That's the only solution. Well, you, you, get, you sort of want to get involved in a time when the, uh, right now, the headline right here in, in uh, today's newspaper, the new opiate crackdown, the U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is, uh, wants to employ pretty much what you said, more manpower to Long Island. Yep. So manpower is likely pretty much in line with your... It makes sense. You, what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the President of the United States of America... Donald Trump came out to Suffolk County in regard to what we you just touched on, MS-13 gang. So hopefully, I mean, if you, you're going into a legislative body, that it's not going to be easy mm-hmm. because, you know, the community, and you're de- used to dealing with community issues, 
uh, and they're not going to ask. They're going to demand, correct, when they go to a legislative meeting. Uh, are you just Green Acres? What can you do to help us in Green Acres? You know, we got all these issues there. Uh, so that's not going to be easy for a legislator. You can't dance around it. You know, Lou, it's not easy, but it's also not easy to to talk to the families of, of two young girls that were killed, correct, or four young men that were killed. Uh, it, it's not an easy subject, of course not, and it's not an easy right. thing to solve. But I think that the right people, being the police department and the detectives right. and, and those people, are who we have to give the power to and the resources to to attack this. Right. You know, you know it's uh, you, you know, as we talked about the MS-13, which is, again, like you said, it's been gangs since the beginning of time. There were gangs we can go back to, I hate to say this, the, the, the Black Hand. Sure. If you, right? Yeah. The, uh, it's no secret. Cosa Nostra from 1900s in the yep. Lower East Side where I was born and raised. So uh, they were a terrible gang, right? Absolutely. Plaguing, plaguing the community. Uh, so there's always been gangs. So, But... Uh, Targeting them and solving the problems again is a another issue and a, another concern. So I I, I know it's not going to be. Uh, you have people, you have good people on your staff right now that if you have to rely on because you know a lot of legislators what they do. Not only legislators, councilmen, assemblymen, they've all been sitting here, senators. What they what they usually say is, well, let me get back to you. Let me look into it. Let me research it, which is not which is okay. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you got to get back to the people, mm-hmm. correct? Absolutely. You gotta. Could you mentioned before when does a lawyer get back to you? Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> when do they get back to you? Right. <laughs> you usually get a quicker response from a salesperson. That's true. Yes. Because we're problem solving oriented. That's what we do. Yes, and, and that's what we need. Uh, yep. People yep. that want to be, uh, that can be uh, solve uh, solve uh, problems. So and, and no, I don't know the answer to a lot of questions. No, no, but I do know through the years I've built up, like I said, a lot of strong relationships. I right. Have, I have a support team that I could always tap into uh, to help me and and to uh, and to help our, our community. Right, right. And I, it looks like you got some uh, got some good people there now in the uh, in the legislators that mm-hmm. are there presently. Now you could work with. Yep. You know. Yep. And that you can get along with. That's the whole idea, you know. So uh, uh, I, I've known many of them. Many of them have been, uh, been here and just, I've spoken through, you know, throughout the years. And uh, But you know what you're getting into. That's the thing, right? I have a vague idea. You, do, you have a great idea dealing <laughs> with people. And, you know, you know, what happens when you get involved in uh, whatever it's uh, town of Hempstead, the uh, councilman or Nassau County legislator, uh, local head of the school board or assemblyman, uh, you can't please everybody. You know that. Sure. Right? It's like making a cake. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. You can't please everybody. Right? So uh, you, you might say, and some of them have said that, uh, Lou, you know, uh, be careful what you wish for, <laughs> you know? Yes. And because you're going you're gonna to make enemies that you, you're going to be uh, without even trying. Yeah, you know that. I I could do that also as president of the Chamber of Commerce. You can, but uh, it's 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 waters that we have to know how to navigate. Right. You know. You know, Donald Trump never had so many enemies as he has now. Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, at least three quarters of the people that dislike him now love them. 
three years ago, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They kissed his butt three years ago. Now they want him impeached. They want him locked up. You know, the same people, yeah. you know? So yeah. this is what happens when you get into this political political world. So, but uh, uh, anyway, Paul's uh, Sapienza, you're ready for it then. You're prepared. I hope so. I, I hope to uh, conduct myself a little bit more pre- presidentially right. uh, than our president. Um, I mean, I do think that he has some great ideas. Of right. course, he comes off brash, and uh, and, right. he, and he seems to get his uh, his mouth seems to get him in trouble, or his thumbs, whatever it is. Yeah, but you know, he's still still a president, and he you is. know, and, and I, uh, he, uh, from, I see so many things that have improved since he's been the president. You know. Uh, Wall Street, unemployment, even taxes that he's working on now, if he does that. Because that's, again, one of the issues here at the county, I'll have to tell you, because you're sure. living in it, is I think we're the, the highest taxed or second highest. Yeah, we're the, close. We're close to the top. Close. Uh, yes. You know, uh, I have to ask you this. Uh, what can you do as just a legislator? It's not just not minimizing it, but you're part of a body, mm-hmm. you know, because that's one of the things, aside from the crime that's we're getting hit with now, our taxes here on the island. We love to, we hate to leave Long Island, but we just, you know, the taxes are killing us, which you know. Yep. Any, any thoughts, how, any ideas? You know, when you said more police, again, that's going to be more taxes, mm-hmm. I would think. I think that we, with the budget that we have, I think we can continue to provide the services that we're providing, and including extra police, right. uh, without an increase in taxes. I think there's a way to find to get it done. Um, I know that uh, uh, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm only part I'm only one nineteenth of the legislature, right. um, but if uh, if we can maintain the, the Republican majority, Republicans are usually opposed to raising taxes. Right. So I will be mm-hmm. in that fight to do everything I can to prevent that from happening. I'm not going to say we're going to lower them, but you have to remember, we live in close proximity to the greatest city in the world. Uh, we're prime real estate. People want to be here. People right. want the education that we provide here. People want the safety that our police department provides here. Yeah. People want to be able to raise their families just like we have for generations here. Uh, it's a great place to live, work, and raise a family, and I think that we can, can maintain that. Sure. We it want. might cost a little bit more than it costs somewhere else. Right. But we, we're going to have to try to find a way to do that without making people flee and, uh, and, and to keep our children here. Right. I, I know it's like three or two out of three children or three out of four children uh, don't remain here after they graduate. Uh, they raise their families elsewhere. And... Most of the time, it's financial reasons. Yeah, one of one of the uh, issues and concerns of the these uh, especially senior citizens that the uh, their the grandparents and they are great grandparents now, thank God, because we're living longer, is that uh, the school taxes. You know, the school taxes is murder. You know, you got a great grandmother, grandmother living here, and the kids haven't been. I got to say, maybe half a century, right? Yep, and they're still paying school taxes. And they're still paying. School taxes, you know. Well, I'm, just, I'm in that group too. Not a half a century, yeah, but I'm in that group. You're in that group. We all yeah, are. Yeah. We're all in that group. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to take a break in about. Uh, we're going to take a, a, a break now. Then we're going to come back. You're going to hang in there, right? I'm we'll here. Stop. You hang in there. I'm, I'm, the phones might people might start calling in. I'll ask you to answer some questions. So I'll, I'll be back sure. in a minute with uh, Paul Sapienza. Third uh, legislative district candidate. Hang in there. Don't go away. We're going to come back. I got some interesting things to talk about with my guests.
This is WGBB AM 1240 and W240DFFM 95.9 Freeport, New York. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. I'm back. I'm back with uh, my guest. He's hanging in here for the second half hour, which is uh, which is uh, pretty good. Uh, Paul uh, Sapienza. He's running for legislative uh, third legislative district, I should say, in the Nassau County that covers Elmont Valley Stream, all parts of some of these places, South Lowell Park, Inwood, parts of Lawrence and and North uh, Woodbury. Obviously, being a legislator, you're not only restricted, sort of, you represent. The constituents that live in that area, but you are responsible for overall, uh, some of the lawmaking and which, uh, affects the county of, uh, Nassau County. Any ideas, Paul Sapienza? Again, we talked about school taxes. I, I know you're just like you said, you're 119th of 19 legis- legislators. Uh, do you have any, any suggestions that maybe, that maybe help the great grandmother who's the old grandmother? Or even mom and dad whose kids are not in school to try to alleviate. We, look, you said a moment ago, if you want better education, you want better security and all that things, uh, you, you have to. You have to pay for it. You got to pay for it. Yeah. Right. But again, you know, uh, aside from any idea not to raise taxes, let me put it that way, because mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. seems to be. No matter, they'll find a tax somewhere. You'll, you'll, you'll gain one area and then you pay it back in another area. Do you have any quick, I'm not going to say solutions, any ideas that you may, may be able to suggest or get involved that can help alleviate some of the taxes, burden taxes here in the county? Well, I did notice in my own taxes that, uh, the town of Hempstead taxes, where which is where I live, which where is it, where Elmont is, mm. uh, has remained kind of steady and not gone mm. up. It's even gone down slightly, I think, uh, from time to time. Uh, they've you know done uh, a lot of work uh, with attrition and cutting the workforce and trying to save money. Um, and I know that Nassau County uh, taxes uh, have not gone up recently. They did go up uh, when the Democrats were in power a mm. little bit. Uh, so that's something that we want to avoid. Uh, but the largest increases, uh, used to come from the, the school tax. Right. Uh, and I understand, uh, you know, how, how that, how that could happen. Um, I don't know really what the solutions. I don't know if consolidation of districts is beneficial to our right. students or right. not. Uh, we always mm. have to be careful no matter what we do. Uh, we don't want to lose the tremendous, uh, teachers that we have. Uh, we don't want to lose the administrators that we have. And, of course, we don't want to diminish the education that our children receive. So if there's a way to make it work, uh, 
I'm open to suggestion, and I'm hoping that maybe the school districts can come up with some ideas as well. Right, right. Okay, that, that what you mentioned a second ago, a couple of seconds ago, was consolidations of schools, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because people pick up the papers and they see, look at what the hell this superintendent is making, right? So right away they're thinking, hey, consolidation, because if all these superintendents of all these various school districts are making this, uh, but you you think we should uh, – I'm, I'm pro and con on that. Of course, obviously, I think it's a kind of high $200,000 a year salary. It, it, does, it does sound very high, but when you have a, a large corporation or a person who's in charge of a, of a large budget like that right. – if you look in in the in the uh, in the rest of the world, I mean in the rest of the the business yeah. world, uh, those people make that kind of money. They do. You know, they and do. that that's what you need to have someone with that kind of expertise and that kind of talent. If you want that person, it's going to cost you. Right. And hopefully, uh, hopefully yep. they'll they'll bring enough to the table to to make their salary worthwhile. Mm. You got to be an interesting guest because that phone's happened. Uh, nobody's called in yet, and then five o'clock. I uh, usually take calls. Six three one. 888-8811-631-888-8811. I have to talk about this because uh, we, we mentioned a moment ago the U.S. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions and and President Donald Trump were out here in Long Island. I mean, talking about Long Island with this MS-13 and the opiate. Uh, everyone, every uh, everyone is touched. Every family, there is someone that has... Uh, a drug issue, right? And right now we have a tremendous issue with our kids out there on the island, and it's it's worse than ever because this drug, uh, fentanyl, that uh, people are mix kids are mixing it with heroin. A lot of them are ODing on it. You know, uh, you, you can give me some thoughts on that if you can. Lou, it's not only kids. Uh, the adults. Sad, the sad part is yeah. it's, it's young adults and adults as well. Right. And, uh, and you know, uh, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, and, uh, you know, we thought we had a drug problem then. You know, we, yeah. we, you know, we, we talked about heroin addicts. We talked about, you know, methadone treatment. LSD, centers, right? LSD. Yeah. Uh, barbiturates, amphetamines. I mean, you name it, it was out there. Wow. But you never heard about middle-aged people dying at the rate that they're dying yeah. now. And we're not just talking about we're not just talking about uh, unaffluent areas. You right. know, we're not just talking oh, about drug infested. We're talking about yeah. the highest income zip codes yes. in our county have people dying from this. I know. So it, it's a different type of a problem, but it can, it just shows you how intense it is and how pervasive it is that it can happen to these people who, you know, you never would think it would happen right. to. So it has to be approached from a different standpoint. I really think that, you know, the enforcement, the law enforcement side of it needs to be maintained, if not stepped up. But that's not enough. There are people that go back several times. They they OD several times. And they go back to the hospital over and over again. Sometimes twice in the same and day. And they go back for treatment several times, and it doesn't. Yeah. Well, the the problem is they don't always get treatment. They get sent home. Yes, and, that's, and that's the part that has to change. Well, let's see. We got to call him on the line. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Got Richie. Richie, uh, got question. Richie, yes. Yeah, Richie. For uh, okay. Uh, question. The statement for uh, my guest. Well, Paul Sapien. Very good. You got it. First of all, I like his cannolis. <laughs> Thanks, Richie. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, I think it's a, you sound terrific, and I do believe, just as you said, a good businessman could make good 
in, uh, in politics. Now, exactly what does the legislator do and how much influence does he have on law and order? Because you both brought up something very interesting about how crime is coming from the city to Long Island, and naturally that's what you want to prevent. And that's why people have moved out here in the past. How much influence does a legislator have helping out, uh, helping out the police department or anybody of law enforcement? Hmm. Good question. Uh, Paul? Well, the, the legislature supervises all of the contracts that are made with the county, with Nassau County. Mm. So the the police contracts, the uh, court officers, uh, you know, you name it, that's what we oversee. So um, we have a direct say in it. I mean, I, of course, one person alone doesn't, but as a legislative body, that's what we do. Cleaning correction. That's correct. Prison system. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So in, in other words, you have to be able to get along with all the other people that are legislators at, at this time, or at any time when you're in there, in order to make any type of ruling or law passed. If you don't get along with them, you have to find a way to work together. But, yes, we do. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, which I probably know. Maybe uh, do, do, do you uh, submit bills yourself? You can. Let you do. Yes, you can. You hear that, Richie? He can uh, yes, submit a bill himself, and and he's got to get, I guess, the majority of the legislator, I guess, to agree with it. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you brought up a very good point, and then I'll let you go, uh, with the incumbent who was arrested for marijuana <laughs> uh, with his wife, uh, an argument of some sort. The wild thing is, now let's go into New York City, and here the mayor wants to raise the price of cigarettes to discourage people from smoking cigarettes, yet they want to pass marijuana to make it legal. I'm going to leave it at that. And good luck, and you have my vote, Paul. I appreciate oh. it. Thanks very much, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Good question. In other words, he's concerned about the, the mayor, the plaza, concerned uh, about your health. With mm -hmm. uh, So he wants to raise the, uh, you know, Cigarettes price, but yet he wants to legalize marijuana. Which I is that great for your health, uh, Paul? Well, <laughs> speaking, it's it's you know speaking of of, of one's health, um, I, I do support the, the use of medical marijuana. Medical, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, you hear so many stories about you know children with uh, autism or or Down syndrome or, or different yeah. types of things that are, are helped tremendously uh, by this kind of thing, and uh, and I don't I don't want to you know take that away from them if that's something that'll that'll help them. Right, but I think the question. Was just a matter of water. Recreational. Yeah. Uh, there might be a time when that'd be acceptable, but I don't think this is the time yet. Yeah, not a good, not a no. good time. Of, no. course, of course, we don't want to see people suffer. So if it's medical and that's going to relieve, right? Yes. Pain, yes. anguish, and suffering. Obviously, you know, we give people morphine. That's a yeah, drug also. That's, that's a dangerous right? drug. There so, are tremendous health benefits that are available to yeah. our, our people, and we don't want to overlook them. Uh, I, I know. It's like, uh, you know, it's. The politicians do things like that, you know, but again, they, they do it for uh, personal reasons. The, the Blasio uh, got his own problems now, you know, with uh, all the allegations, but truthfully, uh, I don't think it's going to affect him, you know, politically, you know, uh, just my thought, you know. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm sure it's tempting to them with the uh, the tax revenue. When you look at states like Colorado and Washington, right. they've they've increased their tax revenue tremendously right. with, with the legalization of marijuana. Right. But uh, you have to weigh that against your your your, your people and, yes. and, and the health of the people and what you think is right. You got to weigh that against. Uh, the UIs and domestic violence that we're talking about. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't think Carrie Soligos, the, 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 the call of mentioned wife, I think it was his uh, fiance's girlfriend, correct? It was not his wife. The, the allegation that the incumbent 
assaulted his wife. It, it was a living girlfriend. A living girlfriend, not, yeah. his, not his wife, yes. And, no, and the, I don't believe he's married. Right, and the uh, child in danger was her child, not, yes. not his. They have a child of their own that was also. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I'm saying is, I, you know, again, hey, listen, you never know. Uh, people are funny. I mean, there was once a, uh, again, we, we, saw, we saw the mayor of Washington, D.C., doing crack <laughs> in and, your and, face. And serving time. And serving time, and he got reelected. Yeah. So you don't, you never know, right? No. Nope. It's just I, I'm very angry at a, a group that was on my show a while back. Uh, not going to mention names, uh, but I will. The organization was anti-domestic violence group because I had mothers against drunk driving on the show. I had uh, breast cancer groups, all these, you know, the groups that concerned with our welfare. And I invited them on, even if they want to call in as a result of the incumbent that we're talking about. And his, what do you think a person like that should be a lawmaker, right? Uh, and he's the, and he's the incumbent. And I can tell you what they say because I don't try not to pull punches. They said, oh, Lou, we'd love to, but then we're going to be called racist. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's, it's got so ridiculous. They said they can't come on the, when they were here as my guests, domestic violence happens in all sizes, all colors, all creeds, all nationalities, all religions. And they said, come on and talk about a, uh, an incumbent legislator who's running for the election, who was arrested, and his common law wife called 911, right? And made, and the obvious bruises, right? And when I'm inviting them on, on a, High-profile guys, a legislator in the area you're running in for domestic violence, and they're concerned somebody might say they're racist. I'm we're in trouble. I really can't address that, Lou. No, I, I know you can't. I'm saying it. I don't expect I'm you to. I'm stunned myself. You're stunned. Okay, that's an addressing. You're yeah. stunned. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so am I. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when I'm just. It's it's just. I'm not going to invite them on again. By the way, you know. Oh. I, you know, it's sad to say. I'll, I'll I'll have another group come on. Because obviously, we're concerned about domestic violence, child abuse, right? Animal abuse, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. The uh, you know, and uh, and uh, so, but that that annoys me, you know. So, uh, and anyway, so uh, Paul Sapienza, you're running for third uh, legislative uh, district. I got to ask you this, and you know, uh, uh, again, what. Uh, I know you've been dealing with people for 30, 40 years and, and what you what you do, Chamber of Commerce and everything. But what made you decide, aside from being a people person, what made you decide to whoever asked you to do this to accept, you know, mm-hmm, accept it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I've recently seen some changes taking place in the community. Uh, I've seen a divisiveness that's been mm-hmm. taking place. Um, I have seen uh, people protesting uh, development in certain areas, uh, and I've heard stories of uh, people that shy away from living in Elmont or looking for a residence in right. Elmont because of the divisiveness and because mm. of the protesting. Uh, I've heard of developers that decided not to look at property in Nassau or buildings in Nassau, I mean in Elmont, right. because they uh, saw this divisiveness and they saw these protests. Right. And they said, well, why? You know, there's un- a lot of unrest there. Maybe we should develop somewhere where it, it's, mm. it's not like that. And and that bothered me. Right. Uh, I've lived in El- I was born in Elmont. I've lived in Elmont for most of my life. Over fifty years, I've been there, and uh, and it, it's in my heart 
and it's in my blood. And, right. And when I see negative negativity and when I see negative things happening, uh, it began to bother me. Right. No, good, good. Because who else can we get to run for office? You know, people like, like you said, it's in your, it's in your heart, it's in your blood, and your soul, mm-hmm. in your soul. Uh, it, you know, some people use it as a stepping stone. I have to tell you this, you know, kid, you, you, so you, you told me yourself in your mid sixties, which today's world, they can just Google and they'll see it, you know. Yeah, of course. So they'll know it. And so it's not like you're looking to be, Governor of, you know, of, uh, of New no. York one day, right? No. So, so that, that's obvious. The young people out there who are running, right? And, uh, they have ambitions. Sure they know? do. And political ambitions, of right? Course. Of yes. course. And I'm gonna, that leads me into what I'm talking about for District Attorney of Suffolk County, which if you want to jump in, you can. You got a young police commissioner in Suffolk, County that's uh, running for district running for district attorney. He was a 35 year old elect, uh, appointed police commissioner, I think 35 years old, and now he wants to run for district attorney at 39. And you have a seasoned assistant district attorney who I happen to have worked with in Brooklyn in the 70s mm-hmm. when he was an assistant district attorney there, Paul. Paul, he's running for DA out in Suffolk County, and yet people are leaning towards this other guy. You know, so what do we want? We got young, ambitious people, or do we want experience? I'm looking at you as experience, even though you haven't been in politics, but you actually were in politics, believe it or not, because we're, we're no matter what we do in our life, you're trapped in politics. That's true. So, uh, yeah. my feeling is, uh, how could this young guy want to be district attorney, the highest law enforcement position in the in Suffolk County, and you have a seasoned person in the seventies. I it, mind, it boggles my mind. Well, know? well, we all know that I have no political experience, um, but I do have a lot of experience of, of giving to my community. Right. Uh, and this is definitely not the first rung on any ladder for me. I'm not going anywhere after this. Right. This is this is you know this is right. it. Uh, as far as uh, young people in general getting into politics and, and getting and, into is fine, uh, yeah, or or even you know trying to advance, uh, that's how the old guys got there. Yeah, you know, so there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, as long as their ambitions and their hearts are in the right in the place. Right place. Exactly. But, but if you see a newcomer or a young guy uh, uh, or a young person rather, uh, that's not. That doesn't have the good of the community in mind and in his heart, yeah. and he's really only in it for himself. I think after a while, it might take a year or two or a little bit longer, but I think you'll see his true colors coming it'll show. through. Yeah, yeah, it'll show. Yeah, and, and it does. It does. And in, I uh, think that's what happened in our case. And does in many cases. I want to talk about the speaking of district attorneys in Suffolk County. Uh, the DA out there, Spoda, just recently uh, indicted. He was arrested by the feds. Uh, you know, in connection with uh, James Burke, the former chief, who he sort of groomed all his life, the uh, James Burke, who was uh, in federal prison now for assaulting a young fellow that burglarized his car. So this, this uh, again, that's a touchy case. Uh, I might get a call on that, too, because somebody was asking me about it. If I, you know, I just want to touch on that. The district attorney who groomed this chief, James Burke, uh, who's in jail might be his cellmate, you know. So they, Lou, might, they Lou, might be close again. <laughs> they could be close again. Well, Lou, I got to tell you the truth. Um, you know, once again, growing up in the '60s and '70s, right. 
I thought Watergate was going to put an end to all of this. Yeah. That, that's how naive I was at the time. Yeah, I'll blame you. And, and it takes a while to realize that this is just human nature. And unfortunately, this is something that's going to, from the beginning of the Romans or whoever, yeah. this is something that is always present. Um, it's, it's very difficult to weed out. The only thing that you can do is try to elect people who you believe are going to be honest and hope that 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 continues. It, it's it's just something that's that's very very hard to to yeah. eliminate. You, you know, it's a, this old cliche here over and over and over again. Let's correct this condition so it'll never happen again. Guess what? It happens again and again and again and again. Just like you say, back sadly, to it the does. Roman days. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's something that we seem to, for whatever reason. Is it human nature? Is it just it, well, just greed? Human nature, power. You know, there's yep. all these different things. Yep. You're not looking for any of that. I, I doubt it, you know. I mean, uh, you don't need the power as, no. like me, a senior citizen, yep. you know. Yep. Uh, you're happy where you are. you got a good business, good business relationship. You're a family man, right? You're going to get involved in something that's going to be, no matter what, it's controversy. You're ready. For, are you ready for the controversy that you know that has to happen I'm ready for it for myself. I, I don't want to see my family exposed yeah, to it, but I, right. I understand that that's part of the package, and, and I, I, I appreciate them working with me and, right. and being able to, to let me do this. Another thing that when it's from the beginning of time is that you can't please everybody. No. You know? No. And even though, like you a moment ago, and I see it too, you, you, you're in the heart's in the right place, you know? But... Uh, and no matter what you do, there's always going to be that group talking about demonstrators in Elmont, right? There's going to be demonstrators at the legislature. But, again, if you're successful, uh, you're going to have uh, – I think you'll have the majority of the legislature, yeah. correct? It is now. It's yeah. presently now, which, yeah. you know. Hopefully that can be maintained. Yeah, you want, you want to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Do you uh, – Anything you want to say about the, uh, the, uh, your opponent? I have to say that, you know, the incumbent. Why should you be the legislator and not him? Do you want to touch on that? Well, uh, I know he has legislative experience. Right. Which I don't have. But, uh, I bring to the table, as we've talked about, over 40 years of, uh, uh well, I guess over 60 years of lifetime experience. Right. Uh, and, and over 40 years of experience of working with people and building relationships uh, across both sides of the aisle. Um, I don't know uh, if he has any relationships like that that he's built. Uh, right. If he does get elected, will he be able to maintain those relationships after after this? After this, yeah. Uh, whether he's uh, innocent or and and uh, and, right. not, and found not guilty, sure. or, or whether the charges are dropped, um, I, I think that I, I still have. Uh, uh, more people experience and and more, uh, right. I guess, political experience than than he does. Yeah, my my understanding is uh, if the charges are dropped, uh, it's kind of hard to do that. Even though, uh, from what I hear, I can't. Uh, it's not confirmed that the girlfriend uh, wanted to withdraw. I'm not sure if that's correct, but this is what I heard. I but you can, domestic violence, you cannot withdraw the charges. I don't know if you know that, especially no, if there's bruises, you're stuck with it. The law, the law gives. The authorities, in this case, the police, because years ago, if you responded to domestic violence and if her nose was broke, the wife, and she says, I don't want to make out a complaint, you'd have to leave. Imagine that. You'd have to say that you want to make a complaint. Of course she doesn't. 
she's the guy might kill her, you know. So now, if not, which the discretion of the police officer, not recently, it's been so it's quite a while now, maybe 10, 15 years, which is good. Because if you walk in and you see obvious bruises, and she's the one that called, by the way, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. caller was the complainant victim. So you have that going, you have obvious bruises, you have to arrest the person. So uh, even if she wishes to withdraw, including the, the young girl, it's up to the prosecutor mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So, well, again, prove him not guilty. Like you said, he's still tarnished. Well, be that as it may, and if, if he is, uh, he's been uh, ostracized by the Democratic Party, by his own party. Mm. He's uh, been removed from the, the de- Democratic caucus. Uh-huh. Uh, he's been taking o- taken off of all his committees. Uh, you know, so virtually, um, I'm unrepresented right now in the right. legislature. Right. And so is everyone else in the 3rd District. Yes. And, and how much will that change if he is found not guilty? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, uh, his old party asked him to resign and he refused. Exactly. Yeah. How do you do that? What happens now? You're into it now. A guy, uh, who steps in now? The county executive who has his own issues? Uh, apparently steps? nobody can step in. Yes. It, it was beyond the date to uh, put in somebody else. Right. And uh, I guess he can't be removed. I'm not even sure to tell you if the Democratic Party can tell him to not run. I don't think so. Otherwise, oh. Oh. he, he he'd be, wouldn't be running. They could, well, well, he should be removed. They could run on an empty seat. That's not, uh, hasn't, wouldn't be the first time. But what I'm saying is, so in other words, because people have asked me, well, can he be, can't the uh, county executive or can't the governor or someone or, you know, or the people, you know, or the head of the Democratic Party, I, I guess Jay Jacobs out here, you know, they cannot remove him. It looks that way. I, I don't think so. I don't think they can. Isn't that amazing? So now if he runs again, like like the ex-mayor in Washington, D.C., which we spoke about, mm-hmm. uh, if he runs again, for all intents and purposes, he has a chance like anybody else. Exactly. Right. That would be a shame. That would be terrible. I agree. You know? So, but then, again, down the road, in a court of law, innocent or proven guilty, proven guilty by a jury or a judge, I would think he has to be dismissed, you know? I guess it's something we'll find out. I, yes. Well, hopefully not. Uh, yeah, you know, hopefully not. Yeah. Right. Yes, very good. I, I guess said that. I guess if yeah. I get more votes than him, we won't have to find that yeah, out. Yeah, yes. Uh, anyway, my guess is uh, Paul uh, Sapienza. Uh, who's running for the legislative third legislative uh, district in uh, in uh, Nassau County? He's got a he's looking at his watch. His wife is calling him. <laughs> you know they got to close the bakery. So no, see, no, no. <laughs> okay, we got four more minutes. So I got, got some of my supporters telling me uh, oh, this, some stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. They complimenting you, telling with a good job. With the, which I'm saying that too. You're doing a good job. Thank you know, you. I, I I wish you luck, uh, Paul Sapienza, and uh, you endeavor because we did. Uh, for real people, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, again, you've been around the block, as they say, and, uh, we can't have one of the job trading, you know, and that's what's going to happen out in Suffolk County with this young DA. I'm critical of that because I can't see a guy, uh, who's, you know, has no experience in that being a prosecutor, he wants to be the prosecutor of the county. I just, you know, uh, it's against my grain. But again, uh, nothing surprises me in politics, as they say, right? Are you getting your name out there? I mean, uh, oh, I am. You are. I am. Okay. I've been knocking on doors. I've been ringing doorbells. I've been talking to people. 
Uh, I've been speaking in front of groups, uh, even people who don't recognize the bakery's name and don't recognize my name stop and listen to me. Right. And, uh, right. And, and I've been able to do that. Right. Any big, aside from the endorsement from the conservative, independents, and the Republican Party, mm-hmm. any people in general that, that, you, that you know of that are out there that stand out? That uh, gave you their blessing? Absolutely. Um, I did get actually an official uh, blessing, quote unquote, yeah. from the uh, court officers. Oh, well, well, good. Mention those go- yep. Mention yep. the groups. Mention um, the groups. That was that was the only official endorsement that I've received to date. But oh. uh, I'm very close to the fire department in Elmont. I'm very close to the veterans in Elmont, oh. and uh, and uh, the schools and all of those people have voiced their support for me. Wow, we got. I think we got a caller. Oh, no caller. Okay, we don't have a caller. Let's. People are interested in. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. You, uh, my organization cannot endorse because we're not for profit, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. New York Veteran Police. But let me say this: we're supporting you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Thank yeah, you. You can officially say that. You have the support of the New York Veteran Police Association. Excellent. Thank you very much. It's on the year. It's locked in. So, uh, okay. Vote, no vote. What does no vote mean? Explain to the uh, listeners. Well, the first proposition on the back of the ballot is yes. for the Constitutional Convention. Very good. So Constitutional Conventions are allowed to be held every 20 years in New York State. Uh, the last one uh, in 1977 right. uh, uh, was not held. Right. Uh, it was held, I think, 20 years before that. 77. Either way, if you've got to vote no because yeah. it's going to affect and jeopardize every every civil servant's pension. And exactly. there's peripheral issues in regard to that, too. Exactly. It puts everything uh, up for grabs, basically. Correct. And uh, if you want to change the Constitution of New York State, there are already uh, mm. systems in place to do to that. To do that. So go oh. ahead and do that. There's no reason for this extra expense and all this extra worry about people could lose their pensions. And, that's you know, right. I think that's totally unfair. Vote no in the, in the election, uh, November 7th. It's on back of the voting slip. We're out of time, believe it or not. My, my guest, Paul Sapienza, and... Uh, we have our support in the New York Veteran Police Association. I'm going to repeat that in my personal uh, support as well. Thank you very Paul, much, Paul. Good luck. Thank candidate you for the third op- legislative district. Yes, that's good right. Luck. November 7th. Don't November forget. November 7th. Thank this you. is, uh, thank you, Paul. Sure. This is uh, Lou Talano, and I'll catch you later. been listening to Streetwise on the station that serves your community, WGBB AM 1240 and W240DF-FM 95.9. The views expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.